everybody, I'm Jeff, and this is Casual Chats in a Parallel Universe. My dad and I have been having daily conversations about family, history, life lessons, movies, news, music, and more. Now we are sharing these chats with you. So welcome to our podcast, and we hope you enjoy. I think I told you we watched that TV series, Botched. Sure. I know the series, yeah. Which is, you know, about about plastic surgery, yeah, 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 and yeah. they fix really horrible stuff that's been botched by some other. Right. And it's, I mean, they do show some of the surgical procedures, mm-hmm. and they obviously, you know, blur them out because it's, you know, it can get quite graphic, graphic yeah. because of the tissue. and Sure. But it's, it, to me, it's amazing the... Some of the stuff that had, takes such an emotional toll on people, you know, in some cases, I look at these people and they say that they feel disfigured. And you look at like the nose mm-hmm. and you think to yourself, well, that's that's not that bad. That doesn't look that bad. But to them, uh, they felt or several of these people felt like people were looking at their noses all the time. When in fact, you know, more than likely they they, were, they really they weren't. cared less, yeah. But it really had a This is before the surgery. Yeah. They, they, right. It had an incredibly uh negative impact on them and their whole way they operated, the way they felt about themselves. And the fact that these surgeons are able to fix these problems. Quote, fix them. I mean, it's... Well, they improve them. In some cases, the transformation is just incredible. Right. You know, the one doctor is a, is does mostly... Well, he does all facial. Sure. Mostly noses, but yep. all kinds of other uh, disfigurement stuff. And then the other doctor specializes in uh, mostly like breast... And surgery, yeah. but also torso and okay. anything Tummy involving tucks, the abdomen. Things of that nature. Pardon? Tummy tucks, things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. But it's also, it's not, I mean, it's all, I guess, to one degree or another, it's all cosmetic. Mm-hmm. But but in some cases, they're, you know, they're fixing things that just organically, like somebody was in a car accident right. and has lost a huge chunk of tissue out of their side, and he goes in and just transform this poor guy was couldn't go out you know in the ocean just felt like he couldn't show his body off right he couldn't go on a date because he was afraid you know you see this his date turned off turn off and so they they were able to fix him completely yeah. so i'm not as big as on the cosmetic the the what elective you know i i can oh, under, i can understand if you were if you were in an accident or something of that nature and you were disfigured in some way shape or form and you aren't where you used to be and, right. and you want to try and get back to that in some way i totally understand that but the idea of trying to you know enhance your look by various oh, different yeah. ways if you're like well, some of these people for the are. most part you are who you are you know i mean look and the same thing goes if you know look if you were born with a cleft palate or you know something like that and you have the opportunity right. to fix that i think that's totally understandable but to go in and get a nose job done when you have your nose is you know i mean for more or less it's it's 
fine and it's part of who you are, but you feel like you, it's, you need it shaved down a little here, yeah. you know, and yeah. well, that think- kind of stuff to me is, is I, I don't, you know, the, the idea of opting for like a tummy tuck instead of taking, making the effort to go and try and reduce whatever's going on through, you know, the means of actually exercising or something of that nature. Right. I think that's ridiculous. Well, I mean, there there are obviously situations where if somebody loses a large amount of weight, there is no way to, right. to get the skin to come back. Yes. So um, in, in that case, like I said, there I are, understand there are, things are of, situations of, but, of uh, that nature. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but but to do it to, you know, for cosmetic reasons, I, I don't know. I'm not, not well, I think such it, a big. You know, a lot of these people have been the subject of bullying. You know, sure. where, you know, uh, say somebody's got decent sized honker on their face. Right. And it's not disfigured, yeah. but it's large. And uh, people are making, you know, especially kids are making nasty comments in school. Right. It's uh, It can be quite traumatizing. Quite, quite bad. And yes. Even when you get older, that bullying, that, that feeling probably carries over and might be part of the reason. But anyway. The the show is in a lot of ways it's it's uplifting because these people have kind of a new lease on life, sure. you know, at the end, and in some cases it's uh, transformational. You know, I mean, both not just from a facial or or cosmetic right. standpoint, from a mental, but from a mental health standpoint. Yeah. So it is it is positive. But that's that's our uh, that's that's how we roll for the TV in the evenings as we have our our criminal detective. Story, right, which can be fictional or documentary, and then we shift over to botched to kind of finish out the evening. Ah, that's your that's your well, nine, your night time, your night night. Yeah, and then that's what then it's some, night night. Some some plastic surgery videos too. Yeah, we're getting we're, we're running out. We've uh, been through uh, seven. This is the seventh season, which is the final. So this this will be the end. We're going to have to find something else. So I had a client who was a robotic surgeon, and so he would send me videos uh, where he was going in and doing, you know, the hernia repair or things of that nature. And right. I, I always find that stuff very interesting. I mean, you know, Stacy would walk by and, and obviously cringe. Throw up. <laughs> And, oh, uh, but I, but I've always been interested in that kind of, I mean, I remember, you know, uh, slicing my knee open and having to go get stitches and they numbed it up and I watched them stitch it up, Oh yeah, you know, and, and, uh, I, I worked on that, uh, uh, that show, uh, oh, yeah, that the, we shot. That was the, the coroner examiner. Well, yeah. Coroner. It was called CI coroner and it never, never made it to air. It never, because the coroner's office, the LA coroner's office blocked it. Oh. So they never they never actually could take it to air, which was uh, unfortunate. I mean, the the coroner we were following around ended up on Oprah, and uh, they did a segment on her there, and it got yeah. good publicity. I'm but yeah, the coroner's well, come to find out later that the coroner's office was involved in all kinds of funky oh. practices oh. that they had bodies stacked up outside that weren't being kept oh. appropriately and. Oh, uh, so they were afraid of being found out. I mean, I don't know if they were afraid of being found out, but like I said, they had obviously some practices going on that maybe they didn't want to that 
yeah. that show being released could have set off something like that, some sort of investigation, which lo and behold, it happened anyway. So I think the LA Times broke the story or something like somebody, something like that, some investigative yeah. journalism. Well, I think there, there actually are, maybe there is a show right now that is on. Like, like a, does cor- that. a corners. Yeah. I mean, and it was plenty of fictional ones yeah, too. It was really, I mean, I, I thought it was really interesting. I mean, just, I, I mean, the gruesome part of it wasn't as interesting. I mean, you know, walking into a, a, a someone's death, you know, scene. Where they're doing the autopsy? No. Uh, no. Well, I mean, we did shoot an autopsy, but more of walking into a crime scene. Is what I was trying oh, to say, oh, and yeah. where where the actual death has taken oh. place. Oh, so you um, actually went on site? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, that. I walked into one scene where a father had blown uh, uh, the boyfriend's head off in this kitchen, and we walked in, and and the metal uh, the CI had to basically pull the guy's face back together to try to get a picture of, you know, holy, who holy. the guy was. And I mean, it was, there's like bits of and you're, blood you're, and And you're doing everywhere. the video on this? Yep. Shooting. Wow. The whole <laughs> thing. I mean, I, most of the time I would stay locked into the screen. Yeah. So that there would be some sort of separation from the reality of the situation. Yeah. Because uh, I remember the first time we walked into a, a call or crime. I mean, it wasn't really a crime. The the guy had o- OD'd. So, you know, I mean, he, it, it, nothing. And, and that's actually majority of their calls. At least that's what she had said were usually they were drug, they were drug overdoses. And the show was obviously not really interested in showing a lot of that. Yeah. You know, they wanted the more, well, and there's they only more, so much. Yeah, but I mean, you want, you, you know, you want stories and there's not really much. I mean, I'm sure there is a story there, but it's, you know, always kind of the same. Unfortunately, sadly, it's it's kind of the same, you know, song and dance. Right. That, um, so they would they they like things that have, you know, like the kid like murders. Got, yeah, like the kid who got his head blown oh. off. That was that was that was a good. little more interesting. There was another one that was a woman. uh you know, they were trying to figure out either jumped or was thrown. There was an apartment that was on fire and she either jumped or was thrown out of the third story window oh. and ended up impaled on a, uh, a wrought iron fence oh, that was right God. outside. The, yeah. And she was still alive when they got there. She was still, oh, she was still breathing. God. And you were filming that? Uh, we filmed, we didn't film, she was already off the fence and on the ground. Oh, um, they had brought God. her down. So we didn't actually film that part of it, but we, but when we got there, she was there or they were, I don't think, I don't know if she was still alive when we got there. They, but they were talking about how they found her and, oh. and then we had to shoot, oh. you know, and we were always trying to shoot in angles because, there were no rights clearances on on who these people were and whether you yeah. could show them. So you're always trying to kind of shoot in ways that you were masking the actual victim them victim themselves. Yeah, um, but still set it, but still constructing the scene mm. from the shots. Um, so that was. But the first getting back to it, so the first one that we went to was an OD in a hotel room, and. 
I think that was the first time that I'd ever seen a, a, a dead, dead body, body before. And I could, I could tell after we left the scene, I, I was in shock after we left. I could just tell the way I felt the way I, like I was, I felt kind of numb and, and it was, I was definitely in shock from it. Mm. And, uh, you know, and it wasn't anything that was super gruesome or anything like that, but just the idea, you know, I mean, seeing a dead body for right. the first time. It's, were the eyes open? Yeah. The eyes were open? Yeah. No. And just, you know. Yeah, just, I can imagine just, looking at, at a corpse's eyes. It must be a, I've never done it. It must be a horrible, weird, really macabre experience it is i mean it's just it's surreal you know that the that you know one point the the life's there and then it's not not. you know and and you know i i mean i witnessed it with our dog dog passed away in my arms and one minute it's there and next minute it's it's gone human being is different different situation but uh have you have you ever been you've never been in a room when somebody passes? No, that I have not. I have See, not. I didn't, my, you know, Nana, your grandmother. Right. Harold, my, my brother, your uncle, was in the room with her when she when died. When she died, yeah. Yeah. And he and I had a a discussion about that, that it was very, you know, calm and serene. But I don't know if I would have been able to handle it, but probably would. I mean, not not that I'd want to, but I feel like I could. Yeah, if I it was could like I hospice. Could, I could be. Yeah, I could be yeah. there, or like with Nana. I mean, it sounds like that she was, you know, yeah, she was comfortable. She was yeah. in a good situation, yeah. as good as it can be, anyway. Right. Um, but if it's something, you know, you know, where where there's a lot, you know, that there's a fight there, and it doesn't, yeah, the fight doesn't play out. Uh, that that could yeah. Be, traumatizing i feel i mean uh, there's trauma either way but yep but i mean i remember lisa was there when when uh pop passed away yeah i mean i, I remember yeah. that story where she she, she told him that it was okay and that yep. he could go and, and yeah she did. was she was tough she, she handled it well yeah i would have i would not have been able to handle it well i don't think because i was i mean not to say she wasn't very close she was but uh I was really close to him, and I don't, I don't know if I could handle it. It's a tough thing. Yeah, it's tough. Well, I mean, just letting that go, you know, letting someone go. Sure. Well, of course, you don't have any control over it. No, you don't. It's part of life. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's one of the most interesting shows that I think I ever shot. Was that was that? Yeah, the CI show. You know, the other shows like the like you know like. Big Brother, House Kitchen, things like that. It's all just kind of fluff. You yeah, know? you're not really digging into. Well, it's so I mean, produced. there's 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 interesting aspects to it, but it's not as you know that true kind of gritty documentary feel, which is more yeah. what CI was going for, and and also following this woman and her life as a as a coroner investigator, and you know they would she would meet up on the sides, and they're kind of like proctologists where they're joking about you know stuff that's going on yeah and well i mean not necessarily about the scene itself but just 
you know, it's just everyday life, you know, it's yeah. just like we see, you know, and, and they got, they're just talking about what they had for breakfast. Meanwhile, over here's some dude with his head blown off and, yeah. you know, it's, they're, they're kind well, of I think it would be interesting, situation. interesting to talk about because we're effectively talking about reality TV. How is it reality and how is it really not reality? Like, like taking something like, uh, well, Big Brother is an example. Sure. So how does that, how is it reality and what really happens? I mean, I think it all boils down to the level of, of producing, you know, it, it's how, however much the, 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 you know, the quote producers or directors decide to insert themselves into the, you know, the filming the situation, whether it be by questions, you know, what, how they're leading their questions, how they're leading their subjects, um, as opposed to, you know, in the situations and how it's all set up as opposed to the, you know, stepping back and allowing the scenes to kind of just right. take place without any stepping in and, right. and trying to guide it in any way, shape or form. But do they, does the producer sometimes you know, admit, say, a scene or what's happening between two of the participants isn't exciting enough. It's kind of a droll, nothing's really going on. Does he kind of step in to, you know, irritate somebody or uh, or or say something that he knows is going to set somebody off in order to make it more interesting? He or she, yeah. yeah. I, I mean... Yeah, I mean, again, I can't speak to every show. I can only speak to the shows that I was a part of. Oh, but right. I think that you, yeah, questions are asked, you know, or or prompted to say, you know, well, what do you know? Why don't you ask her about this, or why oh, don't you okay. ask him about that, or or you know, the yeah, and and I think any good producer or director knows those pressure points. Right. You know, that Triggers. will, yeah, that will ultimately, but there are shows where even the cast members are savvy enough to know, you know, especially as these shows have gone on and gotten popular, you know, you look at shows like, and again, I never worked on them, so I, um, I'm, I'm speculating, but like Kardashians or Real Housewives or something of that effect. Right. Where these the people on the shows are savvy enough to know that if they spark up right. uh, something that's, you know, the more outrageous yes. they act, right. The better that, off. That, yeah. Cause are. no one, no one wants to, no one looks away from a train wreck. Right. So, you know, the more, the more of a train wreck it is, the more that they're gonna, they, they know that to, to start it off. And sometimes, they build whole personas and brands off of that. And they just continue to facilitate it off the air as well, knowing that they yeah. will, you know, get deals or whatever because they, because they can be outrageous. And, and then they can link that. They can, they can take that persona from the TV show, create their social media yeah. and then wham. Yeah. Rocket. There's a the whole, stratosphere. Whole another revenue source from, Social media yep. and YouTube yep. and but then it becomes who you are and yeah. uh, you know is that is that who you want to be you know I don't know it's it not, seems it's not it seems a lot who I would choose to be but it, it, 
I don't, although I don't, Some I don't watch it, but personality. I, I see a little bit of TikTok that I watch. I see all kinds of weird, you know, people just sure. objectifying themselves and trying to create the most ridiculous setup just in order to attract views, in order to uh, improve their social media status. Right. It's kind of wild. Well, I mean, it's not... You could kind of attribute it to, I mean, or, or compare it to, should I say, it's not far off. I remember when I would go in, you know, selling our, selling the vodka brand and go in and, and you know, you, you give your pitch and then, you know, certain store owners would be like, okay, what, but what makes it different from the 50 other bottles of vodka that I have on the right. shelf? What, what makes it different? And and at the end of the day, really nothing. I well, mean, the flavor, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, even still, I mean, it's yeah, really there, there's there's no real well, the, major. We difference. sold on price, right? It was it was made. Yeah, price. but then once other people started creeping into your price point, what makes you know, yeah like the new Amsterdam or the you know right. what, so what so what separates what makes it different? It just at the end of the day, yeah. going to, and, and that and that vodka people were pouring it and diluting it anyway into some other drink. And so you could be pouring anything in there. It doesn't really, yeah. there really is no difference. So, so um, it goes back to the, the same. So, so how do you, how do you separate yourself from the pack is basically where I was trying to get from. So that goes back to, you know, these people that go on to TikTok and want right. to try to become an influencer or, 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 you know, someone that could, that can create a brand of some sort. Right. So how do you separate yourself? Well, you you try to do something outrageous. Outrageous. Yeah. You try to do something that's going to capture the attention. You either say something or you try to, you know, show something, you know, or create something. Or that, jump off a three-story building. Sure. I mean, what, whatever. Into, onto a mattress or something. Yeah. I mean, if that's. I've, I've seen some crazy stuff. Yeah. Man. I mean, people, you know, try, you know. Hoping to grow, and and what I don't think people understand is the shitty part of it all. At least in my point of view, is the fame. Like I wouldn't want that for anything. I don't want people following my every move. I don't want people like pining away for you know for for what I have to offer. Like I'm not doing. We're not doing this podcast to gain fame of any type of of sort i i don't want you know i i don't you don't, I don't want this to be successful I no i, I no, no 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 that i i never said that success oh, okay. and fame are not the same things oh um we should delve into that a little more i mean i i at least i don't believe in that i don't think fame equals success um well you can be famous and be infamous yeah. at the same time yeah so you don't want to be infamous no but uh, being a positive force is uh, certainly a good thing. It can be if you become and if you become famous as a result of that. That's that's wonderful. I just have no interest in being in the public eye. Oh, I I, I really don't. All I, right, I don't. It's just not something I would I would want to choose. I don't want to have to go outside and hide my face because I'm going to be if I go. You know, it's it's enough to go into a grocery store and see someone you know and say hey and spend some time. 
And then you see three or four people that you know in there and you say, hey, and you spend some oh, so time. Quality but if you yeah. want to go into a grocery store and you can't go in Be because everybody in there knows who you are. And, and you know, I mean, it's just. It's like Cheers uh, where everybody knows your name. <laughs> I mean, it's more, more than that. More than that. So that, yeah. that to me, you know. You wouldn't want to be mobbed. No. Like, uh, you know, if you were a movie star. Yeah. I mean, you see these guys coming out of their building and all the paparazzi are there and, you know, you can't get away from people. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't, like people are trying to profit off of you. Sure. And, and that to me is, you know, you look at the horror shows that happened with like Princess Diana and, yeah. and that kind of stuff and how people, yeah. I mean, it, it can get absolutely relentless. Yeah. Be careful what what you wish for. I mean, I think Matthew. I was listening to an episode of uh, of a podcast that Matthew McConaughey was on, and he was talking about you know him and his kids and his wife, and they want to go out to eat somewhere. And he said, you know, but but we're gonna go and we're gonna you know put all these sweatshirts on and some sort of disguise, and you know we'll get snuck into the back way, and, right? You know this, that, and the other. And he's like, well, now I'm letting. I'm letting everybody else drive my life right? rather than me taking control of my life. And so he, you know, he decided that he wasn't going to, that he would, he would just let it be whatever it was going to be, you know, to, and he obviously have, I'm sure he has boundaries of some sort, but I mean, talk about, you know, why you see celebrities, you know, breaking down and, you know, and everybody's like, Oh, but they got it so good. And, you know, they're making so much. I'm like, yeah, but, Look at the cost. Yeah. There's no, you know, you got no private life. You got nothing. I mean, that. Some of them love it, though. They absolutely love sure. it. Sure. Well, and a lot of the people that are trying to become famous, I, I feel like some of them don't know what they're getting themselves into, mm. um, uh, which is why you have a lot of these people, like a lot of the kids now, even uh, what was the, the woman who just won one of the biggest tennis tournaments? Can't remember her name, but she stepped away from. She was like the next biggest uh, tennis star, and she stepped away for mental health. Simone Biles, who's the the gym, the gymnast, oh the gymnast, yeah, who she stepped away. Oh, and, did she? And I, I can guarantee you, a big part of it is because of what I'm talking about. Because yeah. it just you get you, I mean, the toll it must take on someone to try and handle that. And, and, and I'm sure to some extent you think you can do it on your own. And it's just, I mean, that's got to be. Yeah, there was an interesting, crazy. there was a, we just watched a documentary on uh, Boris Becker. You know, the, yeah, the tennis, tennis star. Yeah. And he had, he had, you know, he was like at the top of everything. Mm -hmm. And he got into all kinds of shit. I mean, he's really uh, in the crapper. Uh, and it's all because of fame, couldn't handle it, yeah. uh, couldn't handle the money, ended up uh, uh, all blowing all of his money, you know, through people just glomming onto him like leeches. And, right. And so it, it's a, a study in how that can go totally wrong. Yeah. I mean, who, who can you trust? You know, who, yeah. who, who are the, you know, who are the, I mean, you look at people that have been, taken by their own family members, their yeah. parents, their brothers, sisters, you know, best friends. I mean, 
you know, your fame becomes their fame. They or they want what you have, and you know, I yeah. Mean, it, uh, well, it's Billy it's, Joel was one. He got his agent bankrupted him. Right. That was when he was married to uh, Christy Brinkley. Christy Brinkley. Yeah. yeah. Real nightmare. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, getting back to your questions of reality, you know, where where's the line between reality, what's real, and and what's produced? I mean, it's you know, I, again, I think it, it goes towards how, I mean, there there's no, tr- and that's what Big Brother actually tried or wanted to do from the beginning was to put, you put these people in a house and then there's no interaction. You, you know, the, you're just going to film them from outside, you know, from, from outside the walls and, and just kind of see what happens. Oh, you mean big, like, Big Brother? Mm-hmm. Oh. Like the original, I think oh, the, the original, the original, original the, I know there was still competitions going on, so I don't remember, but but the original idea of it all was to to film with Just as, leave as very little interaction as possible and see how that. Because ultimately, didn't they use robotic cameras? They in, do. They, so there's no, no, no possibility of a cameraman interfacing. Right. With, right. Well, well, now, I mean- when I was on it, it was a mixture of robotic cameras, and then they had camera people that were oh, that, still that, want- that would work around the house, and you were shooting through uh, was it one way glass? I yeah. guess you call it, where we shoot in, but they can't see out. And so, and you would you know do your best to that they would you know you you wouldn't get close enough to the glass where they could see you and there would be as little interacting as possible. But that being said, I mean, they still had to, I mean, by the time I got into it, they were, you know, they're doing these competitions and then they do diary rooms where they, they're, you know, they're prompted questions by producers and stuff like that. So, um, so there so, is interaction. So, so there's another, a, yeah, they're hearing an outside human being, but they wouldn't see anybody necessarily from outside was the idea. Yeah. So, you know, they're kind of confined. And, and I mean, it is, can't imagine, you know, you, they are kind of, you know, they're trapped in the house. I mean, you know, they agree to it, of course. It's interesting. I'm watching a documentary now called Monster, Monster Inside, Monsters Inside, I think it's what it's called. Something like that. It's on Hulu. It's yeah. about this guy that ran, uh, and I'm only halfway through, so I, don't, I haven't gotten all the way to the end, but this guy that ran this immersive horror experience. It's so, so, you know, you start like you have like the haunted houses, right. you know, and, and, and then they go on that, I guess you can get deeper into it. And so then you can get into an immersive horror experience where you go in, you sign contracts, there's like safe words and they, you're like in this horror situation like you're oh. being kidnapped or right. or you know it's a, it's a it's a role play situation and but but apparently this guy there was no safe word like you signed documents and then you were in for eight plus hours of whatever and, and i guess he would ask you questions on what you know scared you um and and what whatever. after the experience, maybe? No, no, no. Like before, he's like, you oh, know, what scares oh, what you? Scares you know, you? what oh. what what? Oh, and really, then they would and then put together would, oh, yeah. an experience, yeah, and to it, make sure that you scared. And the it's shit some out experience. Of you. And this guy was like in the armed forces, and so there's like you know, 
experiences where he like the one of them I saw he had this guy in a like basically locked in a like an animal crate of some sort and then he was in some some kind of contraption where the guy just started dumping water in and he's like blindfolded and he starts raising the water level oh and this guy can't get out of the crate and you know nice. there was, and he was and he offered like twenty thousand dollars to anybody that would would survive it all the way through the only way that he would the only way that you could stop it is like if you totally have a mental break and you're just like you know you like have a complete panic attack to the point of like i'm done like i can't uh, do it I, like i'm so I'm but in that particular case where they're filling this this thing up with mm-hmm. water he said that was a, the, his breaking point that was it that that guy but he quit. he thought the guy was actually going to fill it up and drown him uh, no i mean he, he, oh, no, no, no. I mean, I guess he, he talks about it in the documentary where he, he said that I, 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 that he always felt like the, the guy wasn't out to kill him. But, you know, I mean. It's it still he reached the, the breaking the point. The breaking point, Even yeah. though he knew yeah. it wasn't real. Right. It, but he might let it fill up to the point where it went up over his head. Oh, sure. And sure. let him sit in there for a second or two or whatever, and then let the water out or something like that. I mean, yeah. he was taking it to the to for the sure. to the sure. limit. Sure. Um, I don't know where the documentary goes because, uh, like I said, I'm only halfway well, through. Right. I'm interested to hear. What yeah, you, it's on. You to tell me, it's on Hulu. So if you want to, oh, all right. watch it. You you could, well, you could watch it. That's one I'd have to watch by myself. Yeah, your mother wouldn't be interested. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big horror fan, so it was, it's, you know, and I love like Halloween and haunted houses and stuff. I yeah. don't, I would never do something like that because I know my limits and, you know, I would tell them that I'm claustrophobic or something and he'd put me in a straight jacket and I would, Freak I out. would flip the fuck out. Like I couldn't, ha- I couldn't handle something. Um, what about like Stacy? What would be her, uh, was it, would it be tickling to death? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she, she does not like haunted houses at all. Oh, she does. So she doesn't. She doesn't like to be scared. Like she doesn't like horror movies. She doesn't like blood. She doesn't <laughs> like you know haunted houses or anything like that. So she she would want no part in it. Her 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 to your point. I think her part would her the scariest part would be just having to participate. She wouldn't want to to do uh. something like that. She's not interested at all. But and I and I wouldn't be interested in something like that. But I love to go to haunted houses. I love scary movies. I love sitting into yeah. you know sitting in a theater and and watching something. How about you know. like Alien? Oh yeah, yeah. I, that's I love that man. That was that kind of stuff. <sighs> I mean, I remember when I was in high school and I had you know I had like. Freddy Krueger posters up in my room and stuff oh, like that. Oh, did you that. like Freddy Yeah, and you, no. and you were, you guys were always worried that, you know, something you were, was going you on. You were going on to the dark side. Yeah, the, the, you know. No. And I was just, I, because I, for me, it was always, I remember as a kid being so afraid of the dark. And as I got older, it was more challenging myself to not, you know, to be the antithesis of that, to, to right. not being afraid. And so what better way to challenge yourself than to go to some of the extremes of, oh. of that. Um, and so I, that's why I just jumped in. That's why you like, like the full Sami's experience so much. <laughs> no, that. <laughs> you didn't like that? That I did not like. Because no. I didn't control that. That was you <laughs> to doing that to me. 
that you know, uh, was not under my control. So, yeah. you know, not that wasn't as good of an experience for yeah, me. Probably not. <laughs> no, if maybe if I had asked you to do it, that's just true. because I I wanted to see how far I could push my limits. That might be a, yeah. a different deal. See, we should have adopted a safe word. <laughs> But I wouldn't have been able to say anything. So <laughs> it would have true. just had to have been a that's, gesture that's of some point. That's true. That's true. Since that's one were... of those father-son experiences. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. All right. <laughs> father-son experience for yeah. sure. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Scare my son to death. But I mean, you liked horror. You, you, you like scary movies. I mean, you were kind of. I mean, you, oh, yeah. you know, you, yeah. you, I, I don't think that. you went as far as I did into it, but you. No, I mean, I, I, I think I saw one of the Freddy Krueger movies. But you like, like American Werewolf in London was. Oh, a I love that. That, you, love that. that you liked. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, the real stuff. I mean, I, I was, you know, I came up on the old stuff like Lon Chaney. Right. Lon Chaney Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing werewolf, the original werewolf right. movies. But that that I the found mummy. more interesting because of the the uh, the movie tricks the of, of showing showing this guy, you know, metamorphosizing right. in, from a human being into a werewolf. I was just the I, double it, it was so amazing. And, yeah. I I couldn't figure out how the hell they did it. Uh, but then then going you know to the ultra sophisticated stuff like Alien, right? I found that. And I, th- I think Ridley Scott could, b- he can build a scene, you know, to scare the ever living crowd. That, yeah. that one scene where the, that he's in a tight or the captain is in that tight space mm-hmm. and it's all dark. And then all of a sudden the light comes on and the alien is right there. Right. Where you almost leap out of your chair. Oh, gosh. But then you go, ooh, that was good. Yeah. No, he can build. You can build some tension, like really, oh, yeah. really well. I mean, it's, I, I, I mean, one that got me that he did was the scene in Hannibal, where they're sitting at the. I don't know if you saw the the one. It Is was, that the one where he with where Ray Liotta? Yeah, takes off he, the top where, of his yeah, head. Yeah, with Ray Liotta yeah. and you know that that whole oh, that was whew, oh man that was intense. Whew. Well, yeah. the original, yeah, Silence of the Lambs. Silence yeah. of the Lambs yeah. was. Was, uh, yeah, I mean that final scene amazing. with Jodie Foster in the dark and you know trying to shoot uh, what's his face cowboy. I yeah, remember his name. Off I can't top. remember the actor. He was fabulous. Yeah, was a fantastic actor. No, no, they, no. I always uh, and it's it's funny that there was one movie that I could not watch the this one scene. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. It was called uh, Life. Oh yeah! It was that one where they're out the alien. in space. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not I. I just the one where he. Uh, it goes in his throat. Or yeah, I don't think I can. I, I after he he uh, broke his. He oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Broke his arm, knocked the guy out, yeah. and then all of a sudden the thing is, you know, ingesting him. Right. I couldn't handle it. Well, it didn't I just, ingest. I mean, right. So it breaks the guy's hand. He yeah. passes out. So the guy's like floating yeah. in the area. And then the thing pokes its way out of the the con- the little yeah. prison that it's in, the, oh. the container. Okay. And so it's like dancing around in there. 
And Ryan Reynolds is like the onboard security guy. Yeah. And so he's like, fuck this, I'm going in. They let him in. And and the uh Thing. and he gets the guy out that broke his hand, but then they slam the door shut as soon as they put so Ryan Reynolds is stuck in there with the thing. And so he's trying to kill it. And ultimately it ends up killing Ryan Reynolds by it going go, down goes throat. into its throat and uh. tears apart its insides. And I mean you don't see you know, that part, you, yeah. you don't see it you inside just, his body. Him. And, it's, and it's no alien. It's no like. It no, doesn't come there's out. There's no chest burst. Yeah. No. It, it just climbs out of his mouth after it tears apart his insides. Yeah. Kind of, I, I thought that was cool. That was a, that's an underrated sci-fi horror yeah. flick. That's <laughs> good. But I like that kind of, I mean, you know, I that. That tension where it just like well, that raises face. your adrenaline and it gets you on the edge and you're just like, and you're on your heart's beating like a mile a minute. I mean, yeah. Well, the, I mean, the face hugger thing in, in Alien, yeah. where the thing you know breaks through his his face, his uh, helmet, right, and you know attaches itself to. I mean, you don't see anything, but then you see the result of it, right, right, and then the famous chest burst. Yes, the chest burst. Oof. That's the fir the first that launched a thousand. Oh man, Ridley After Scott, that. the man. Yeah, and then the, you know James Cameron took over and did one, and yeah, he did what he Aliens did, too. Yeah, Aliens. Yeah, yeah the second. And one. then it started going down the rabbit hole. No, it actually the third one was done by David Fincher. Yeah, but I didn't Alien like that 3. as much. I, I actually rewatched oh, it. Wait a minute, Alien 3. Where was that the one on the planet? Yeah, they're stuck in yeah, the, that kind was, of the that prison. Wasn't, that wasn't that bad. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's, you can once, because the first time I saw it, I felt the same way. I was like, eh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the typical alien. Yeah. But then, you know, as I got older and, and watched more of Fincher's stuff, which I really love his work. I think, you know, he's a phenomenal director. Um, uh, like, that I went back and rewatched it and really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, as no, yeah. Now I had him. The one that the one that I thought was over the top is where she, where Sigourney Weaver ends up being, you know, partially an alien. Oh. She's, it's where they've cloned her, or, right, or meshed her right. with, with alien yeah. DNA. It was that one. What's his name? Uh, Luke Luke Bassant or something? I don't know. I'm not gonna. Uh, that one I thought me for that one. Whoever's listening to this, <laughs> but, but yeah, the fourth one was kind of. I didn't. That was that. the one where she was like the the alien. She was like the mother. She basically became. She was the mother. She yeah. became the alien mother, yeah. and and yeah, and then that was the one where it sucked it out through the like a bullet hole in the spaceship, and it got all sucked out. And she was there was like this whole motherly scene at the end. Yeah. yeah well, was, the queen. The queen kind gave of birth to that final alien right and then that's right. the one that gets sucked yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was kind of hokey but then really scott came back and did prometheus and yeah and now then, that was that was quite interesting i thought that there was some you know some re, kind of a religious overtone to mm -hmm. that i mean he's you know we're talking about the creator yeah, you know, yeah humankind yeah. Yeah. apparently there was more to it like uh, apparently the original script Delved into that more. Or it was either that one or the second one, the the follow up that he did that did wasn't quite 
didn't quite do as well theatrically, but I still think it's a, a I, I've rewatched that and thought it was great. Again, yeah. that. No, I thought Prometheus was, was very good. But apparently the, the script didn't, that he had wanted to shoot, didn't, you know, I mean, of course you always get studio involvement. Right. And so not everything comes out the way, you know, they're, yep. they're, they're concerned is money, not, not creativity. Well, that's true. They're not trying to allow the artist mm. to create. Yeah. So sometime we'll have to talk about our foray into trying to create a, uh, television show yeah which i which think didn't it, go very well well i don't i don't think it the problem wasn't the show idea itself which i think actually is still a very to this day is still a very viable show idea oh. the problem is is that the material was owned by somebody who didn't want to compromise on any of the ideas of the show it all had to be that, his way or that no way or the way. highway yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, right. that led to the demise. I still talked to one of the uh, Jeremy, who uh, oh yeah, who, who actually be... is is doing quite well out in Los How Angeles is he? now. Yeah, cool. And he's a big horror fan, also. So you got to go see ya. You got to go get ready for your I do. big, your big I, trip. Well, I have to go take the car in <laughs> <laughs> mundane. I uh, have to take the car in for an apartment. Yeah, make sure it's all, make sure all the, the turbo charge is, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all ready yep. to go. Get the tires, yeah. tires right. Kick the tires and light the fire. Make sure the the Earl has been changed and yeah. all that. Yeah. So, don't need your It's been down. fun being with you. Hey, all right. All right. All right.